0: The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Hey, all seven rounds in heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. The Big 12 is back, baby, and they don't need no alliance. It is I, Rob Paul, aka the chairman of the new alliance, which is the old alliance, just without the stinky ACC and with a fun belt. And with me, as always, is AJ, Chip Kelly, is once again the prince of the Pac-12, Marchese.
1: uh, The Notre Dame football team should be disbanded for not letting Mackenzie Milton win that fl- that game. Well, they're getting executed as they should be. Today, we're back in the swing
0: of things, talking all the NFL draft prospects who stood out in week one of the college football season.
1: Let's hit it. Going out to Vegas, gonna set my draft, gonna set my draft on fire. Seven, 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 seven. Seven rounds in heaven with my lady Driving out to Vegas, baby Looking for a Stingley or Thibodeau Who's gonna bat it all on draft day? Who's gonna wage your future picks away? Who's gonna reach for a blue-blood lineman? the home team let's Let's go go seven seven rounds rounds. let's go seven rounds together
0: together. let's Let's go go seven rounds
1: rounds rounds. forever and that's a
0: song more than ever we're reminded of sports drinks as coaches get gatorade dumped on them but what i can tell you we don't do at sportsdrink.org is make sports drinks, nor do we dump them on people. So head to sportsdrink.org because we have officially launched and we are a member of the the podcast network. And and the other place you can head is Spotify Greenroom, where live audio-only sports talk is happening 24-7. Most of it from AJ, it would seem... AJ? Yeah, I produce 90% of the content on
1: Spotify Greenroom.
0: It's free to download and to use. Talk to AJ, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. AJ just recently launched a a Spotify green room that revolves around Mackenzie Milton. AJ?
1: Yeah. um, We don't talk about any of his recovery. We don't talk about any of that. It's just about his on-the-field performance. Uh, He should be starting this week over Travis. Uh, He's got the magic in him.
0: Just like B.O.B. said. Was that a B.O.B. song? Got the magic (laughs) think me. I think so. Yeah. (laughs) But he doesn't believe the the Earth is round, so I don't know. Maybe don't.
1: Bob is a flat
0: Earth. Uh, oh yeah! Oh bit! Oh yeah! <laughs> so all you need to do is download Spotify Greenroom app free in the iOS app store. Create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the group. Follow AJ to be notified when AJ goes live with the the Bob Spotify Greenroom. Uh, come with your spiciest takes, like the Earth being flat. Um, in college football news, before we jump into it. Uh, Last night, we saw Yahoo reporting that um, with the losses of Oklahoma and Texas to the SEC uh, by July 2025, BYU, UCF, Cincinnati, and Houston have officially applied for Big 12 membership. And Big 12 presidents are expected to vote and accept it on Friday, which is either today or tomorrow. I don't know. But yeah, this Friday. So the Big 12 is back. It's expanding to 12 teams, so it'll the, the name makes sense finally. Um, I'm hoping it does divisions because it, it kind of just makes sense in terms of, because obviously geography doesn't matter to the big or well to college football nearly as much as it used to. Um, and the divisions would be pretty easy if you just do Baylor, Houston, Oklahoma State, TCU, Texas, Tech, and BYU. And then Cincinnati, Iowa State, Kansas, Kansas State, UCF, West Virginia.
1: What do you think, AJ? Yeah, no, East and West would be very cool, and that that sounds like a. Well, first of all, West Virginia and Cincy being back in the same conference, like Big East vibes. I love that so much. But no, I think that that makes a lot of sense. Um, you know what? I I, I almost I, how do you, like I know they never mentioned SMU, but do you think SMU got any consideration, or was it just like? Because of of you know the 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 metroplex of Dallas, obviously, is where SMU is located. Or do you think it was kind of like Houston versus SMU, and they're like Houston's got a really good basketball program, so we're going Houston. I don't know why this came into my head, but I don't. I, I, I was thinking about it. I, I don't know because
0: we never really did hear very much about SMU. SMU makes sense, obviously, not only because of geography, but money. Yeah, lo, location, like not just being in Texas, but yeah, being in Dallas. Uh, and, so, and Sonny Dice obviously turned that program in, the into The football program is uh, better than
1: Houston's, yeah.
0: Yeah, but I I, I do wonder, like, because the Houston basketball program obviously coming off of Final Four, um, I wonder if that was just given everything here more important uh, than having a SMU. I I don't really know. Because, um, again, yeah, SMU was never really mentioned
1: yeah, but it almost uh, felt like uh, it was just right away it was those four, and it's like, this is who it is. It sounds like they're going to accept it, and they did, and it sounds like the b 2 is going to allow them. Um, I honestly, and, in my heart, they, I would have preferred like SMU mm-hmm. over BYU, but BYU's got a, 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 a wide-reaching grasp, and they make a lot of money.
0: Yeah, no, it it makes so much sense to add BYU just in terms of uh, TV value and, and kind of spreading your wings as a, as a conference to reach into the west a little bit more and obviously BYU's fan like it's a very specific group of fans yeah uh but a large group so but it it totally each school it does make sense it's just um yeah the SMU thing is is kind of interesting
1: yeah um and on the very biggest plus side of adding BYU is one less independence and on this podcast uh it's Really, I know we talk about prospects, but we really are just focusing on trying to create the downfall of the independents.
0: Yes, yes, exactly.
1: <laughs> Join a conference or die. We say that at the end of every episode. If you're not, if you're a new listener, we say that at the end. <laughs> That's how it is. Um, if Zach Wilson didn't exist, do you think the BYU would be in the Big Twelve right now or soon? Yeah, because BYU still has a rich history. Yeah, yeah, and they still got that the money behind it. But
0: I, he definitely uh, helped. Obviously. Yeah, I was gonna say obviously, um, just for an op from an optic standpoint, it's like kind of the perfect time to be doing it with what Zach Wilson did for them last year. Um, but I, I, I do think it, it, it would have made sense regardless. It just it probably makes more sense to a wider spread group of people that is happening because of Zach Wilson, right?
1: Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah. One last thing. In your heart of hearts. Does the Cincy and UCF—obviously, slam dunks, smart picks uh, from basketball. I mean, we've seen UCF be good at basketball. Cincy's always good. Football, obviously, UCF is UCF, and Cincy's great. But in your heart of hearts, um, (laughs) does the geographic factor of the Big 12 adding those teams still hurt you, or or did that go out the window with West Virginia? You know what? Because West Virginia
0: is already there, it makes it a lot— less bothersome to me because like I don't know like UCF is like adding Cincy with the the like Iowa State and West Virginia like to me that's not that big a deal yeah and Kansas is right by Iowa right so like that's not that big. the UCF but I don't know you're an Orlando King you want you want UCF in every conference but uh I I don't know It, it didn't it didn't bother me nearly as much um uh, as Oklahoma and Texas
1: joining the SEC. Oh, yeah, I mean uh, just in
0: terms of ju- sorry, just in terms no, just in terms of how wrong it is geographically.
1: Oh, okay. Well, yeah, cuz it's wrong for so many other reasons, but no, I think that's uh, Yeah. That's fair. But I mean, on the flip side, A&M, Texas A&M opened that door like West Virginia did. Like it's, you know what I mean? So But no, I agree with you. Um
0: anyway, Week one of college football is in the books.
1: We're both one no, AJ. <laughs> Congrats, Rob. Uh, yours was a little more uh, murky than Michigan's. Yeah, but
0: I was playing a big... The Big Ten's just... The Big Ten's amazing. Oh, so it's the best conference in Any Big Ten game. win is worth two wins.
1: <laughs> that's the that's, that's way it should right? be. That's what, I mean, it worked that way last year when Ohio State only had, what, six wins and they still got in the playoffs. Um, <laughs> I i thought it was a great week i thought it was first of all it's it felt so long it almost felt like it was two weeks because we went thursday to, to to monday and that felt like it was forever uh good games every single day i i felt like at like certain points in the week i'm like okay this is the moment this is the game of the week and then there would be another one and then there'd be another one and it was a great week and it was probably the best week one i can remember in a long time yeah,
0: kind of. I think especially with that Notre Dame Florida State game, it was um, great when end the you, you you get the the Mackenzie Milton magic too, and yeah. the game going to overtime, and we hate Notre Dame, and if Mackenzie Milton could end them, that would have felt really good. But um, that uh, obviously, like Ole Louisville happened the next day. But to to me, that Notre Dame Florida State game really kind of with the, the cherry on top, on top of oh, a great, really great thing. week of of really co- true college football being back because when you have the fans and you have all the pageantry like i really love that shit and it, it, it's what separates college football yeah. from from every other sport in my mind so having that all truly back really felt great and and yeah like i mean you you get right into it on, on that thursday night ohio state's in, in a in a like you said a murky situation then you get the Boise State UCF game right after i feel
1: like that like, game it, it almost got lost in the muck because when i watched that game i'm like okay nothing's going to top this that was such a great com- uh game well, with a huge comeback from UCF it, it, and then
0: then friday you you're going in the North Carolina vs Vatech game like North Carolina's going to run them but like I, I like it's nice to watch Mac Brown and, and Sam Howell and then you you get this uh, the fucking we get Enter Sandman <laughs> the crowd in blacksburg anything can happen on a, a, at nighttime in blacksburg the crowd going wild then virginia Tech's defense just playing their asses off pull off that upset uh and, and it's not even Saturday yet and i'm i'm like already content with the week yeah. and then you get the old, like two lane playing oklahoma close and then obviously georgia clemson being just a fucking bloodbath it, it was oh, and, and not like fucking Penn State, Wisconsin. Penn State, Wisconsin. Like Wisconsin. it was ugly, true, true, real Big Ten football. Um, and then yeah, I don't know. It, it was a really, really fun week.
1: And then Ole Miss,
0: Louisville to end it all, but it was so forgettable. But but hey, we we didn't have Lane Kiffin coaching, and that they they tried to interview him over Zoom, and like you couldn't hear him, and that just added to the fun. Yeah, that was great.
1: And that's the Lane Kiffin hound barking from his <laughs> location. Of course. Uh, um, yeah, that game could have, we could have taken our leave it, but at least we got Matt Corral, um, all the ejections. Anyways, let's get into our superlatives. If you're ready to go, uh, it's week one. I didn't think there was too many freshmen that stood out. How about you? Uh, no, I only put one down. I only put Bryce Young
0: and uh, I know he's a redshirt freshman, but still fits the bill. Um, um, I think also obviously it being week one, there's less freshmen hitting the field or less. Even the ones who are hitting it aren't making a major impact early, uh. So it's hard, kind of hard to top with Bryce Young did coming in for Alabama, running over a ranked Miami team. Even though Nick Saban didn't love Alabama's performance anyway, uh, throwing four touchdowns, threw for three forty four, and like. Th- th- this is the next the next first round quarterback for Alabama. It's looks like it's like the machine keeps on rolling it doesn't matter who's in there they're gonna fucking thrive and that's what Bryce Young did and he he I think my biggest takeaway with him was just the poise absolutely he just he seemed like he was supposed to be there he seemed like he's gonna be that Heisman uh, contender
1: yeah for sure I think he might be tops in the odds already which is uh, I think he is yeah kind of ridiculous because
0: DJ DJ you fell Um, yeah. yeah JT Daniels fell how if the uh, fell yeah yeah F- how fell and like cj stroud's first half wasn't that great and yeah
1: yeah uh, young at the top uh clearly clearly a stud you know for sure i, I totally agree the poise is just what really stood out with, and it was like from the first play but it's like it's it's almost easy to be poised when you have all of those <laughs> players around you and you got Evanil fucking knocking dudes on their ass and you got you know john mechie showing up and uh players to be named later showing up and um, just, yeah, that was, that was huge for him um, here. I'll, I'll give you some credit too. I, I thought, I thought the, the duo of Travion Henderson at Ohio state who really only got two carries for 15 yards, but they had that one catch uh, on the screen for 75 yards. He looked explosive as hell. Um, yeah. There
0: was a lot of, there was a lot of high praise for him uh, kind of through camp and, and most the, uh, kind of the Ohio state beat guys, seem to think by like midway it's going to be his his backfield really.
1: And but Mike Williams looked good too, who's who's still a freshman
0: Yeah, right? he d- it, it was kind of annoying cuz he had that huge touchdown run and then he like didn't get a snap for a quarter after that.
1: Yeah, no. Uh but going forward, uh that is a very very talented young duo. Um just got to stop just, just got to stop playing master T at some point. Yeah. Uh, t- t- totally. Anyways, uh let's move on to sophomores. who do you got at the top? So I,
0: I got three wide receivers actually. I only have wide receivers this week. It's uh, we we're always blessed with wide receiver draft classes, and it looks like next year is going to be mm-hmm. much of the same. Um, so I I'm just going to name them all right now. All of them topped 100. Uh, Marvin Mims for Oklahoma yeah. against Tulane had 117. Keyshawn Boutte for LSU who was incredible as a freshman had 148 and three touchdowns in a loss to UCLA. He, he's LSU's best football player I think. Uh, outside of Derek Stingley. Uh And then Josh Downs at North Carolina. He was like the only person on that North Carolina mm-hmm. offense doing anything. Ended up with 123 and a touchdown, but he it just felt like they just needed to get him the ball all the time because he was the only playmaker.
1: Uh, Yeah. No, very <laughs> much so. I mean, I'm sure we'll get into Sam Howell later, so we don't have to get there. Uh, I, I also have another receiver who's a sophomore, but I think you, you'll have him later, so I'll save him. Um, for Mims, it – it almost felt like early season Spencer Rattler. We'll also get there, but where Mims was, you know, just coming up with the big plays and bailing out Spencer Rattler a bit. Um, booty is really good, and yeah, that the UNC offense somehow stunk it up. Uh, but, but at least they have uh, downs. Like, yeah, I don't know. He he really only felt like the the only thing on that offense all uh, all Thursday night. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, I'll give you some non receivers. Uh, but a guy who was running routes like a wide receiver, uh, Bijan Robinson, the running back for Texas, who um, I think he'd be the number one running back in the class right now if he be if he was eligible. Twenty carries, 103 yards, a touchdown, uh, four catches, 73, and a, and a touchdown. And the, his route running is honestly what really stood out to me because you already knew he's a stud uh, running the football, but just just the way he was running routes it was, it was incredible. Well, and and that also comes back to obviously.
0: Um Jean Robinson was not playing enough or not getting enough touches last year at all. It was <laughs> not being used at all early. And then when he was being used, it was just, monster, just not man. nearly enough because every yeah. time he touched the ball, something special would happen. Yeah. Uh, and, th- and then it's clear Sark, as we know from Alabama, knows how to get his best playmakers the ball. And yeah, you, you, you said it best with the, the route running. and His use as a pass catcher, it just... I mean it's it, 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 like he's gonna like quadruple his yardage as a receiver this year with Sarkin charge
1: oh yeah they're they're gonna they're gonna have a lot of fun with that like it's almost like 20 carries 103 is is like the the ULL defense gotta feel good about that but just the way he was used yeah. as a pass catcher was so good and uh speaking of Alabama I'll, I'll go to will Anderson the edge 64243 uh had nine tackles a sack and a TFL he just flashed crazy get off. Um, he had he had one play at the goal line there when they just kept stuffing him where he just uh, had a monster rep rep where he just pushed the tackle back into the play. I don't think he got credit with the tackle, but uh, made the play. Uh, he looks like he's the next Bama defensive stud. Well, and, and like he, he
0: we saw that down the stretch last year for them, he was yeah. playing out of his mind as a as a freshman. And especially because Christopher Allen went down in that game, and he's done for the year, yep. and he's obviously the starter opposite him. Like even more is going to be on Will Anderson's plate, and I think he's just going to f- thrive and be looked at next year as one of the kind of top ten prospects in
1: the in the, uh, in the yeah, class. Yeah, t- totally agree. Totally agree. Uh, you want to get the weekday warrior. So many players to choose from. Um, I know because we
0: had so many games, so I tried to. Because uh, obviously I've got guys in other spots who yeah. who played on weekdays. So I tried to narrow it to guys who I, I didn't necessarily think I would talk about in other spots.
1: But. Yeah, I think there was one. So I, for weekday warrior, I, I want to stick to one guy. Because it's not warriors, it's warrior. And I think this player is the warrior above all. Because so many great day uh, weekday performances. But Mohammed Ibrahim, Minnesota. I figured... He was my third on my list, but I figured you'd say him, so I wouldn't happen. Because he, he's the truest warrior who obviously went down with uh, what looked like the Achilles injury. Before that was keeping the Gophers in the football game. He was the fucking workhorse. 30 carries, 163 yards, two touchdowns. Breaking tackles left and right. Uh, looking explosive. And then the injury hits. And that just that just hurt so much. That that, that was one of the shittiest I thought he looked, moments. Yeah. I thought he looked so much like James Robinson in that game. Yeah, no, he, he did. Just a, I, I, think the tweets were coming out from I think you did, and I saw other people say like, he looks like he's just gonna be in the, in the NFL for ten years, and that's that's already like how I felt. And the injury sucks so much, but I think he's he's gonna come back and uh, have a long NFL future as like RB two. Um, yeah, I hope so. I hope so. Uh, my
0: number one weekday warrior was also playing at the same time uh, as Mo Ibrahim. Uh, Ikem Ikwanu at uh, NC State was just... I know they were playing UC, USF, who uh, UCF left in the dust, baby. <laughs> um, he was fucking just killing... Every time... Like, I didn't even watch the... Like, I, I, it was a lot of... Um, the ESPN game was jumping between that and, and the the Tennessee game. Um, go Vols. And go Vols. every time they were showing NC State just killing USF, I was just watching him plow dudes and he is thriving. Uh, I know he, he's playing left tackle right now, but he is going to be, I think, a first-round guard. Like, he, he was just incredible.
1: Yeah, so I originally had uh, Iquanu with Ibrahim, but I'm like, I got to give Ibrahim his own spotlight. So I kind of cheated and moved him to outplay the box score, but I got another guy. Don't worry. Um, because he's an offensive lineman. But we should track pancakes better, and like you just said, Iquanu was stacking those pancakes high, man. He was just so much fun to watch. And you were just getting the peek-ins. And he was just decimating dudes. Like you said, working up to linebackers, working up to DBs, uh, killing them. Uh, when it was just heads up on a guy who's was tossing dudes to the line of scrimmage. I had the game on just for him, really. He put on a show. He, he definitely put on a show. I think he had the most flashy uh, offensive line performance of the week. And I agree with you. I think he's a first-round uh, guard prospect.
0: Yeah, he... Hammond, I'll get to another guard later who I really like. Those, those two were just outstanding this week. Uh, that's called a teaser, AJ. But uh, one more weekday warrior I want to mention is actually uh, just the offensive line at Ohio State in general. Um, despite kind of early the offense struggling, it, they were not the problem whatsoever. They were keeping C.J. Stroud very clean. They gave up zero sacks. They helped the 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 rushing tackle for over two hundred, and they were just opening huge holes. You we we talked about Mayan Williams' huge run, like it was just daylight everywhere, um, and and, and uh, specifically the move because mm-hmm. they reshuffled the offensive line. Thayer Mumford, he looked good at left guard. I agree. And, and Petit Frere did not take a step back switching sides to left tackle, which is great for his draft stock. Um. And then Parrish Johnson, who's just a true sophomore. I could have put him for the best sophomore, even. Um, at right guard, looked really good. And then Dewan Jones at right tackle is just a mammoth. But uh, the left side of the offensive line, in particular, uh, in MPF and Mumford, um, I mean, MPF's going to be a guy who's going to get first round buzz, but Mumford. As a guard, six six, three twenty, and with that left tackle experience, I think he's a guy who's going to really help himself now that he's kicked inside.
1: Yeah, no, so right before the game, I, I asked you, what do you think Mumford's going to look like at guard? And we talked a bit, and it's like, you know what, this might be the, the best home for him because when we go back in the summer, we both liked him as a day three guy, I think kind of mid-day mid three guy, if I remember correctly, um, and like just a solid dude, but you know, a couple things that, to clean up, and I thought the big thing was just him using his hands and i said to you before the show i'm like well kick him inside he kind of doesn't have to do it as much and and i think it really worked
0: yeah it totally worked um i i, I think he it, that offensive line looks like it could be the best in the country and that was without starting center harry miller um so i'm really excited to watch them work this this whole year cuz they uh they really made a difference
1: yeah no totally totally um speaking of making a difference uh best prospect did we do an offensive so- and defenses? So, the, the, I was going to say to you, this year, uh I'm going to
0: try and aim to just do one on offense and one on defense each week. I don't think we did that last year, but that's my goal.
1: One of each, you said, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. One on offense, one on defense. I think we switched halfway so, through the season. But, yeah, I did that anyways. Okay. I think overall... Offense, defense, everyone, Kyle Hamilton was clearly the, yeah. the best prospect this week. And you, you you tweeted it out, and I thought it was perfect, um, saying he is kind of the the Kyle Pitts of this class, where he's just going to do an alien thing every week. Like I, I swear Kyle Pitts was our best prospect at, but pretty much every week last mm-hmm. year. Um, and I think, yeah, it's going to be Kyle Hamilton again, especially because, like tight end, safety isn't a position that necessarily – gets all the clout but when you're such a freak playing that spot and doing these insane things like his second pick yeah. i know it wasn't a great ball but the range he showed to come across the field was insanity and then that bs penalty where he took his penalty uh, took his helmet off <laughs> but uh no like six four like 215 moving like that he was he i just jaw dropping what he was doing out there
1: yeah that you know what, that that second interception, um, I mean, both of them were ridiculous, to be honest. The, the first one was, was taking nothing for granted there. But the second one, it's like, he was at midfield, or like the, the yeah. middle of the field. And you could see him coming, or about to come. That doesn't sound great. But about, about to, <laughs> about to <laughs> attack the football. And we all came when he got the pick. It was <laughs> insane. About to attack the football. But it, it, it's almost like you knew it was about to happen. It's like, okay, in your head, you're like, there's no way you can get there. But he's going to, and he fucking did. It was crazy. And, and that was one of the plays of the, the week. The defensive play of the weekend, for sure, in my opinion. Um, and, yeah, I, I think defensively he was the clear top guy, and overall he's the clear top guy. Offensively, and, yeah, he, he's, a, he's a fucking stud. Uh, like, like That's what I said. I think he's a Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts to tight ends is what Kyle Hamm- Hamilton is to safeties, where um, usually you don't see safeties go top ten, and he's a top ten lock. Um and he's breaking yeah. the mold at the position and he's special all the other stuff you can say about Pitts, you can say about Hamilton. Uh offensively, I think a much much more uh open question here. Yeah, yeah, def- definitely. But I
0: still even even there I thought I kind of Because I I don't think there was anyone who was like near to the the dominant jaw dropping as Kyle Hamilton was. Yeah. So but even there, I, I thought there was
1: uh, for me a clear guy in Chris Olave. That was my choice as well. I agree. It was only four catches, but they went for 117 and two touchdowns, and all of them were just ridiculously impressive.
0: Yeah, he he was he was. I mean, he's a, it's a masterclass in running yeah. from him, and you don't get that open. I mean, like Minnesota's defense isn't amazing. Clearly, based on what <laughs> happened, but.
1: Yeah. Like it, it was the yak. It was just how smooth he the is. The balance on the how, side, how like th- it just like yeah, just what a, what an athlete he is. Just like what a rounded athlete. Like like, like you said, smooth is a like, great word. Yeah, because I don't think he's necessarily gonna be like he's not
0: gonna run incredibly fast nope. or anything. He's not a blazer, but it's just he's consistently the same speed. Where a guy might run a four three, but he's not playing at a four three speed. Chris Olave is always playing at top speed. Yep. It, it, it's just so smooth through his routes in and out of his breaks, like, it, it, he doesn't lose speed. And it just allows him to get open what feels so easily. Like, it just, he, like, I mean, he would have been one of the top receivers in last year's class. And now it's like an R, R, an NFL vet playing against college defenses.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he, he definitely is. I mean, this week, I mean, it's week one, but, you know, it's it was such a, I'm wide receiver one in this class type of statement, right? Um, no, uh, he was definitely, I think, I, I think those were the two clear top guys, but I mean, Hamilton was just so, so special. Um, shooting up the board. I, I think there's a lot of guys, but I want to hear who kind of your, your top guy is. If you did a top guy. Um, so I got two, the ACC sucks, but I came in with two kind of
0: guys who really stood out, uh, on each side of the ball. Yeah. Uh, and I'll, I'll start with my, my, my number one's going to be Jermaine Johnson at Florida State. Yeah. For sure. Who, against Notre Dame, and now Notre Dame lost a couple linemen to the NFL, but he was, he was, because that Notre Dame offensive line still has NFL talent yeah. on it, and he, he looked awesome, and obviously he transfers over from Georgia, where there there was always buzz about him, but he was kind of, kind of similar to what Adam Anderson's happening with him at Georgia now is he's finally given the opportunity he's going to probably be a top edge prospect so Jermaine Johnson moves to Florida State and just instant impact so much power behind his hands he was flying off the ball I, he just especially early on he's making tons of plays both as a pass rusher and as a, as a run defender yeah
1: it's kind of ridiculous him coming over from Temple and he was the best player for Florida State uh, overall and it was immediate like he just said no, he, he looked like a stud. Um, who's your other ACC player? Lysitis
0: Smith at Virginia Tech, who I, I hyped up during our yeah, ACC show, and I thought he was awesome against North Carolina. I thought he was the best player on the field. Uh, in a game where there was a quarterback with first-round hype, which I already thought was overblown, I thought Lysitis Smith looked like the, the
1: first-round talent in that game. That whole Vatek offensive line was really good. And, I mean... Yeah, it, it really was. UNC doesn't really have any... St- Dodds get in after the quarterback, but the NFL Tech team, I know obviously it's easy to say because they just upset UNC, but they look like they're going to be in a lot of football games, or winning a lot of football games. No, I, I totally agree. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the ACC, uh, my my, who, who, my top guy, okay, my top guy mm-hmm. is just the Georgia defense, because so many of these dudes kind of... Like, okay, there was the dudes, you know, Jordan Davis, we'll start there, had a ma- masterful game Obviously, the it's not like we didn't know who he was. Had a sack, had a couple tackle for losses. Uh, he was just a, a fucking monster in the middle. Uh, the aforementioned Adam Anderson, I thought he looked really good. And like you just said, finally getting the opportunity, had a sack, looked great coming uh, also, off. the edge. yeah, go ahead. It's just so insane that a guy like Jermaine Johnson can be
0: my shooting up the board, and this entire Georgia defense, like he he was going to pay a backup on that defense. Yeah, like, yeah,
1: yeah, just insane. No, I, look, I I think we. I underestimated the Georgia talent, man, and they came out and they showed. I thought Clemson was going to win the game. I didn't think it was going to be a blowout, but I thought, I'm like, okay, DJ Uyongle can come out. They, they lost their entire secondary, and I think he's going to come out and look good. You know, we liked, obviously, Jordan Davis is a stud. Uh, Adam Anderson's got all the talent. The Kobe Dean, who I also have here, had, had a couple sacks, a couple TFLs. I got another defender I'll mention later who was <laughs> outstanding uh and then and lewis seen the the new starting safety had nine tackles uh, couple, broke up a couple of passes and all of them were just great there was no holes on the georgia defense and like i said johnson transferred out and it makes a lot of sense how they can lose that type of talent because they're so deep and i i totally underestimated them and they look like they're the best or the second best unit in the country
0: yeah um you mentioned Lewis scene there, and I was gonna say he even outplayed the box score because mm. what he was doing on the back end. Even though again he had a big box score, what he was doing on the back end was awesome. And like DJ Uyangale couldn't get anything done yeah. that Clemson passing game couldn't couldn't do anything. Uh, and I thought he was a key cog in that. It's obviously you factor in that pass rushing. Uh, uh jordan davis up front too and yeah nicobe dean uh, uh i uh i have him as a sh- uh, specifically from that georgia defense i have nicobe dean as a shooting up the board because i think he's a guy we both really mm-hmm. enjoyed watching over the summer um and he once again was just flying everywhere yeah. his play speed's incredible and he, he's tough as nails
1: yeah no he's fun as hell like that whole georgia defense just played so fast it was it's pretty ridiculous. Um, do you have a lot of guys here? Uh, I got quite a few, but I can move them to different spots. I, I got, I got two more. Okay, I got like I don't know, seven more.
0: Um, <laughs> just got someone. I try there. to cap it at fi- no more than five
1: uh, is usually my goal here. But uh, I know you; you like to you like to go above and beyond. I can move them around though. That's the thing because a lot of these guys can fit other categories. But uh, this guy definitely could fit in category. But I had someone else there, so I'm like, I'm going to go with my homer heart, Aiden Hutchinson. Had a fantastic yeah. debut against Western Michigan. He could have been outplayed the boss score because he only had one sack, uh, four tackles, but it felt like every single play he was getting into the backfield. A lot of pressures. He was a monster. Um Caleb Ellaby held up well. There was one where he just did an easy swipe move and <laughs> instant penetration of Elby, and he but Elby made stood in and made the throw on third down for the first. Um, but regardless, it was just it was it looked easy out there for Aiden Hutchinson. And it was like, is this finally the Michigan pass rusher who has all the talent in the world? they're going to be a first round pick. But, you know, you know the the story in in March is oh, they only had 5 sacks. It's just the guy that's finally going to have the big old sack season and it feels like it.
0: Yeah, it really does. He uh I think and in there was there was a lot of edge rushers who stood out this week. Yeah. But seeing him not really lose a step coming off the the season ending injury know. last yeah. year and looking like he's even elevated himself, not not Obviously, the length and the athleticism are always there, but the hands. Yes. I thought the hands really stood out this week. I agree. Who else you got? Uh, Okay. Uh, Obvious one's Matt Corral, and part of that is boosted by the poor quarterback play of Mm -hmm. uh, other top quarterback prospects. Where with Corral, I know the Louisville defense looked bad, but Corral just looked, looked so easy for him. Uh, he had that one sideline throw where yeah. the ball placement was insane. He threw for three eighty one to score, ran for a touchdown uh, without Lane Kiffin there, uh, and, and completed sixty nine percent of his throws. And the the no turnovers, the no turnovers was a big thing because we know he has all the 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 arm you could ask for, and he he's flashed those Zach Wilson crazy deep balls. Uh, but the turnovers are always kind of in the back of your mind, and I thought he. With the
1: other quarterbacks
0: kind of each of them really struggling, he looked fucking great.
1: Oh, definitely. I mean, this, the ball comes out of his hands so, so great. And like you said, the, the splashy Wilson throws, that one sideline throw uh, to Drummond was ridiculous. Um, and I think, I think Herbstree kind of did a good job of illustrating this on the, on the broadcast where, like you said, the big thing is he didn't turn the football over, but almost felt like where situations where he, he would th- force the football and end up in six interception games against Arkansas. He took off and ran, and he was such an effective runner, I, I found. I don't have his rushing stats in front of me, but he was really effective, and I thought that was such a great little thing for him because it just turned those turnover plays into uh, positive rushing gains. And it's not like those uh, wow throws even went away because they were still there. So I think that's such a huge part of his of his maturation and his, uh, of his elevating himself to be... Uh, hey, maybe QB2. Maybe QB1. Never know.
0: No, for real. Yeah, well, maybe not QB1, but yeah, for real. Um, <laughs> my other one is Kenneth Walker, the okay. Michigan State running back. We both I, I knew we'd hit really one liked of the ones over we the had. summer. Yeah, yeah. I have Walker too. Uh, Ram for 264 against Northwestern. Now, it's a rebuilding Northwestern defense, no doubt about it. But uh, still, it's Northwestern generally plays pretty good defense. They could not stop him. He was, he was unstoppable.
1: Yeah, we both loved him in the summer. I mean, that was like two weeks ago. But I think he was both of our top uh, Big Ten running backs, obviously transferring in. Um, and we talked about, you know, they've done running back by committed in years past, and we wondered if they let him shine or not. And then the first snap, he breaks off a long touchdown run. The broadcast hadn't even switched over yet. And that, that set the tone, man. Like the Spartans, Spartans didn't have a single rushing touchdown from a running back last year. He had two and two sixty four. He ran rough shot over that Northwestern D. Like you said, the rebuilding, but they still play tough defense. Brandon Joseph is still back there. Um, and what a performance! I, I'm for for someone who obviously hates Michigan State. This was such a happy, vindicating performance because it's, he looks so good. Especially because, like, oh, I mean, two years ago, Elijah
0: Collins was kind of the guy there. Uh, Uh, Cam Hayward's little brother, Connor Hayward's been there for a while. Like We didn't necessarily know Kenneth Walker would come in and immediately be the number one, but clearly he was. And then he he puts out a performance like this where he's just absolutely unstoppable. You see that short area quickness that I think we both really fell in love with with him at Wake last year as the uh, kind of by-committee backfield. Um, And then the big burst, and he's just ripping off these home run plays. Now, I hope he can keep it up because maybe Northwestern is just going to have their classic – come off a great year, have a bad year. But, uh, no, he looks like
1: one of the best running backs in the Big Ten already. Yeah, definitely. Okay, I'll rattle my the rest of mine off really quick here. Uh, speaking of okay. Big Ten running backs, Zach Charbonnet going to UCLA from Michigan. Uh, looks like a stud yeah. again. I'll and, and
0: that's yeah. that's two weeks in a row. Two for weeks him. in a row,
1: exactly. And I uh, had a had a big catch too. Unlimited touches. Yeah, eleven carries, one seventeen, a touchdown. Uh, I'll throw a quick mention. Greg Dulcich looked awesome too. He got that. He got that often started. Yeah, he with a seventy five yard touchdown, uh, sticking in the big Dante Demis for Maryland. Uh, I thought he was amazing this week. Uh, we both liked him in the summer. And, Go
0: ahead. Yep. Yeah, I was just going to say, we we talked him up over the summer, and it, yeah. and it looks uh, like we're
1: going to be smart. Dude, every time he touched the ball, just making big things happen. I I had, I had, mean, I had that whole West Virginia-Maryland game on. That was a really fun first half, and that kind of fizzled out. But uh, I kept one eye on that, and every time I was kind of checking over it, Demas was making a play. Six catches, 133, a touchdown. Um, I don't know how many guys I want to hit. I can probably save them for other spots. Uh, how about Jaquan Brisker, who – I thought we both thought fly- uh, I was gonna mention him somewhere else okay 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 I'll save him uh are you gonna mention Mari Barno somewhere else I think you are or no no okay Barno no I'm not admitting I'm stupid fuck I you. thought you're gonna have him there looked really good for Vod Tech. uh the flashes were there but he, he, he sack and a half three and a half TFLs um the get-off was there um okay and one more and then I feel like you're gonna hit other guys elsewhere I can <laughs> you're gonna love this one just because I gotta do it for the brand Oklahoma kicker, Gabe Burkage, who went 4-5 for uh, with a long of 56. He tied the NCAA record with three 50-plus field goals, 51, 55, and 56. All looked like they were easy for him. Um, And literally, if he couldn't hit any of the 50-plus yarders, they would have lost the game against Tulane. Uh, I I, I checked him out on Twitter. He's already becoming a media darling. He's got like a goatee and a mustache. Um, This is the next kicker. This is the next one. This is the next one, Rob. I'm pr- I'm proud of you for well
0: you I mean you you've been talking about him on your Spotify green room. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Anyways,
1: well I, if, I'll save the other ones for later.
0: Um, okay, let's move to sliding down the board. Let's let's be negative for a second, uh, and,
1: and I think we can both agree we'll we'll start with Sam Howell. Yeah, you know what? I don't have too many guys. It's week one. I like to temper everything. I only got three guys. Yeah. So, I, you know what I did? I just rounded up the quarterbacks. And it starts okay, that's with fair. Sam Howell.
0: Yeah, because I think he, of the big names, was by far the worst. Because I don't think you really saw anything that really redeemed it. Yeah,
1: I don't think any um, <laughs> player that got any sort of hype in the summer had a worse week one. Because like you just said, uh, he... Didn't redeem anything. Three picks, uh, only two away. Just over fifty percent completion. I made that sound worse than it actually is, but still. Um, if right away, you could definitely feel like he was missing Javante Williams and Michael Carter in the run, uh, Diami Brown and Daz Newsome in the passing game, and then plus his his one familiar returning guy, Bo Corrales, was out for the game, and I th- feel like you felt that immediately. And he just he didn't look anything resembling a, a draftable quarterback. Like at no point really. It's the Jake Fromm syndrome where, like, he had a lot
0: of guys helping him out last year. Now, I'm not saying he's as bad of a prospect as Jake Fromm was. He's better, yeah. But I think there was a lot of hype caught up in North Carolina's turnaround, and and he was a great college quarterback, no doubt. But having that many NFL playmakers around you also elevates you. Uh, And there was just, like, they were the sexy, fun team that everyone wanted to be a fan of last year, Mm -hmm. uh, myself included. Um, But then over the summer, you dive in, and I just never understood the Sam Howell uh like i don't i think a lot of people weren't saying he was necessarily a a first round guy but i think a lot a lot of people are getting caught up in the potential that he's the second best quarterback after spencer rattler um whereas Mm -hmm. i i i mean this is just me patting my own fucking back now isn't it but uh he he i had him behind matt corral i had him behind carson strong i had him behind malik wilson i had him behind spencer rattler and I just – I don't think he's a legitimate first round. I think he's a – he's going to have to do a lot to be a day two pick. Uh, yeah. And I think so that showed I, I think in this game where he was just – he just didn't – yeah, he just played awful.
1: So, like, I, I think I had uh, most of those guys ahead of him. Uh, Him and Corral kind of neck and neck for me. Obviously, that already looks kind of – but, I mean, it's week one. We can't overreact. But still, it looks, it looks bad. Yeah, yeah. I had a third-round grade on him, though. So, I think it was – I was higher on him than you were. Um, yeah. But, no, I agree. He's going to – I think this is an uphill climb for him to uh, get there. I mean, look, it's fucking early, but you watch that UNC team and it's like all the worst fears kind of came true where he couldn't elevate the new talent coming in around him. And and that's a big question. That's tough for a guy to lose all of that production um, that he's had since he was a freshman too. Like it's He's obviously been starting the whole time he's been there and, and it's just guys he's still so familiar with. Anyways, um, no, I think he had the worst – week one of anyone in the country um i think that's fair okay i'll, I'll do some more do, do you have more quarterbacks no okay i'll hit i'll do a couple quick hitting quarterbacks uh f- maybe maybe he had a worse week one than than sam Howell, but not hyped up michael Penix didn't look like anything resembling a draftable quarterback uh 14 of 31 no, i've got yeah i
0: i put i actually i had him for someone who made me look stupid because okay. i i was kind of yeah. Saying I could see him being the quarterback who's not necessarily being talked about, yeah, making that big leap, and he just he played I think the worst game of his career.
1: Yeah, like <laughs> I, I could have put him there too because I, I felt like, you know what, I think he's got the goods to be a, a long-term backup in the NFL, and he he looks like he's not even a cfl level quarterback. Just the mistakes were so boneheaded. It, three picks, like like you said, only 156 yards passing, under under 50% completion. Uh, Iowa ate him alive, and, like, he threw the pick six, like, immediately. And at that point, I'm like, okay, it just, you know, that's that's nothing. He got out of the way. I think he's going to come back. And I, I thought they had a chance. To, they were down 14 nothing right away. But, I'm like, you know what? I could see Indiana coming back and winning this game. I believe in their talent. I like Michael Penix. And then it was just mistake after mistake and just doing nothing. Just doing nothing. Um, quick more, okay. Uh, Dylan Gabriel bounced back after the first interception, which was – maybe worse than Michael Penix's. Uh, it was terrible. Uh, I still didn't impress me overall. Like, it was a fantastic comeback, but he just still didn't have that kind of breakout performance to me, so it's not like he's sliding down, but he just didn't um, jump. He made it kind of looked like the same. The, the impressive throws were there, but just met overall. Um, Graham Mertz, okay, he just proved that it isn't this year. I never thought it was, but still he proved that. Um, and I'll say Derrick King, who I think we both love so much. Huge, huge kill to climb over Bama, but he showed nothing.
0: Yeah. Is that, is that, are you done the QB round? I'm
1: done my quarterbacks, yeah. Uh,
0: I'll throw Haskell Garrett into Mm -hmm. this. Uh, I know he had the touchdown, um, yeah, off the Zach Harrison strip sack, but other than that, I thought he was very, very quiet. Like you almost didn't feel him on the field uh, until Gus yelled uh, Haskell the rascal. (laughs) Um, no, that's a good and one. And he was getting you, – you, you talked about Mo Ibrahim and, and his big rushing performance before getting hurt. And, and that Mino, Minnesota offensive line, like, didn't play poorly. Uh, they're a big, big, big group up front. And I thought they were really moving Haskell Garrett mm-hmm. around. And, and that game really showed why there's still concerns about the Buckeyes interior, especially after losing Tommy Togiai to to the third round of the – Just to round. jump
1: in. Can I can I flip this? And I also put Boy Mafi on the flip side of the Minnesota defensive line, who I thought just showed nothing. And I know he's not used. Like yeah, I actually big time
0: prospect. I had him on my negatives list, and I didn't throw him down on anyone here, but uh, anywhere here. But uh, yeah, he you, you didn't feel him.
1: Yeah, no, at I, all. and obviously the Ohio State offensive line is very very good, but um, you want to see him kind of show something. Anyways, that, that's all my sliders. Who's your last guy? Uh, Justin Ross.
0: Okay. He he was. I mean, that Georgia defense played incredible, yeah. but obviously he hasn't played a game in a really long time. He played a game and he didn't. There was there there was a lot of reasons yeah. he didn't have a big game, but uh, it, it just I don't know. Kind of put some doubt in your mind that yeah, no, I, that totally. we'll see uh, the 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 that that step be taken that we were hoping he would take last year before the injury.
1: Totally. No, I totally. I think that's totally fair. Um, Okay, out and over prospect. It's week one. I feel like we could each have a, a good number of them. Uh, let, I'll let you start though.
0: Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna start with uh, Doc. Dar-
1: I can't say this. it's spelled Dylan, but it's. I think it's Darlin', right? Yeah, yeah. Who I I would have had for yeah. sophomore. Who's a redshirt sophomore? I knew you're gonna have him later. So yeah, te- 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 Texas A&M transfer. Um, he he was
0: given Ohio State a lot of issues. Uh, he he made you once again worry about that secondary and just five for fifty seven and a touchdown. I think you could actually say he outplayed the box yeah, score I agree. because um, it, it was kind of the 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 way he was making plays. He just he his catch radius and body control really stood out to me. He's making a couple circus catches. I thought he had a really impressive game with Chris Altman Bell out.
1: No, I agree. It, it felt like you know was kind of the engine, and maybe uh, Dylan Wright was like the nos where like. <laughs> If that's even I don't know anything about cars. Uh, we're like you know, it's third and long so, and you're like Minnesota's not getting picking this up and then Wright makes a big play. He, he was really impressive. He's well built, dude. he's physical. Um, I will say he had two big drops and you got to see him clean that up. but other than that, no, he, he was he was really impressive. Um, I am going to stick in the big ten if I may and go with another name that I don't know how to pronounce. Uh, Aaron Epic from uh, the Penn State Edge. Who is a senior? He's 6'2", 240 around there. Um, he looked awesome. Another, uh, another Temple transfer, I, I believe. Right? Yeah. Uh, fast as hell. Yeah. First step. Uh, seven tackles, a sack, two TFLs. Um, really out of nowhere. And he, th- honestly, I didn't, I didn't have huge expectations for that Penn State defense. Um, we like Brandon Smith, but other than that, these guys all—I mean, Brisker solid, it, but these all these guys all kind of stepped up, and he was he was extremely flashy.
0: Yeah, no, uh, I got one more. Armani Chapman, uh, the Virginia Tech secondary in general, but I thought Armani Chapman kind of was the best of the bunch. Uh, he was all over, making um, breaking up balls, and I I, I don't know I I uh, they had Caleb Farley obviously who who didn't play last year, and there was some hype around Waller mm-hmm. the the other corner, but Chapman really was popping for me.
1: Uh, okay, I'll, I'll I got more, but I'll do two quick uh you might have him somewhere else Old Miss's wide receiver Dontero Drummond uh who six one two twenty, 220 uh made that awesome catch like it was a great throw but also a great catch where he kind of gelled and and like I th- like he kind of got it by the nose of the football I thought it was going to slip out but like he he vice scripted which was really cool nine catches a buck 17 a touchdown uh they're asking Rob is this baby AJ Brown
0: I don't know if he's baby AJ Brown. Got to see some more, but uh, no, he did look great.
1: Yeah. He was—he's a physical monster. Yeah, he was a lot of fun, and also uh, just a Redshirt sophomore, but I'll throw him here, Deshawn uh, Corbin, the the Florida State running back, who was just kind of the another guy, the engine of that Florida State offense. Every time they needed the big play, obviously had to, had the massive uh, run. Uh, he was there. Uh, only 15 carries, a buck 44. A lot of that came on the run, touchdown. But bigger dude, six foot two, twenty one. Good burst. He looks like he's the best uh, player on that on that Florida State offense.
0: Yeah, he he looked great. Uh, do you have anybody else? I do, but it's okay. We'll we'll move on. We're
1: already almost at an hour.
0: <laughs> oh, the listeners gotta get home to their wives too. No one really worth um, talking about, so like, we'll we'll move on prospect who made me look stupid I mentioned mentioned Michael Penix I'm gonna say Jamison Williams the Ohio State transfer who went to Alabama and when that happened I was like that's I I didn't voice this anywhere except in my own head (laughs) where I was really disappointed in Jamison Williams last year because he uh fair blue chip recruit who's tons of speed expected to kind of be the deep threat last year maybe a Devin Smith type at Ohio State and Mm -hmm. didn't really make any impact and given they have Amazing wide receiver core there, but uh, and he transferred Alabama. I was like, in my head, I was like, is he just gonna be a gunner? Like, what? <laughs> and then uh, he, he 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 was a perfect deep threat for them, had 126, blew by that uh, the Hurricane secondary, and all of a sudden, we got a prospect here.
1: Yeah, I put him for shooting up the board, so he hit one of my Bengals from earlier, uh, that I didn't mention. Yeah, he's fucking fast, man. I, I had 6'2, 190 ish. Uh, yeah, no, we got a prospect. We got a, we got a legit prospect here. Uh, I'm going to go back to the Big Ten. Lots of Big Ten talk. Uh, in the summer, neither of us were impressed by uh, the next great Iowa tight end, Sam Laporta, but he looked really good, man. He had five catches, 83 yards. Uh, I thought we both kind of thought like, eh, he looks like a mad athlete, but he didn't this weekend. Uh, excuse me, against a good Indiana defense, right? He moved well. Uh, he made a couple of nice yeah, sid- no, he, sideline grabs. He, like he looks like he's gonna. He's, he looks like he's gonna be a key part of that offense. Uh,
0: in an offense that's gonna be important because Iowa looks like a legitimate Big Ten contender.
1: Yeah, and, and kind of impressive that he flashed the yak. Like he broke a few tackles, dragged a guy on one play. Uh, looked way better than I think either of us thought in the summer. Hmm. Um. Anyone else make you look stupid? Come on, I can only see one there. I, I, I'm too self absorbed. Uh uh prospects for prospect matchup yeah okay so uh, we mentioned already the Friday night Boise State UCF game this is a low-key one and kind of a cheat but I really 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 enjoyed these two Jalen Robinson and Khalil Shakir I know they don't match up but they were they're going back and forth with their big plays uh we'll start with Shakir had that awesome yak touchdown uh where he broke a couple tackles uh five catches 91 yards two touchdowns and I think Jalen Robinson you remember I, I I pumped him up big in the summer I didn't see much love for him on Twitter uh, at all, really, and I don't know why. He's, he's a small dude, but six foot 140, uh, six foot one forty. He had six catches, one hundred forty yards, one touchdown. Smaller dude, uh, but keeps making big time plays. He's fast as hell, but making the contested catches. He had one play where he got lit up, uh, held onto the ball, faked like he was dead, and then popped right up, and it was kind of hilarious. I love Jalen Robinson. I think he's one of my early crushes here. Uh, I'm I'm happy for you. I'm very happy. Thanks. It was fun watching them go back uh, in that game. That game was so great. Yeah. Uh,
0: You mentioned Jaquan Brisker earlier. I think – now, it wasn't always, but him and Jake Ferguson had a fun little battle there. Oh, yeah. And just Brisker in general was awesome. Had the kind of the game-clinching interception as well. But um, I I thought those two – Brisker did a really great job on Mm -hmm. him when he was on him. And – they Ferguson was um, targeted a ton, yeah. but Brisker kind of just kept him to nothing frequently.
1: Yeah, I was I was kind of impressed almost how much he was targeted. I think Jake is a really good football player, but no, I think Brisker won that that battle. I agree. That's a good one. It's old Big Ten safety tight end matchup. You, you gotta love it. Yeah. Uh, who up played the box score? So I had a couple. I told you I, I had a Quanu here. I could have Aden Hutchinson. I could have a couple other guys. But I think the one I had to get out here is, is Channing Tyndall, the the Georgia linebacker who could have been out of nowhere, could have been shooting up the board, could have been in a lot of places. He only had three tackles, but holy fuck, he was everywhere, man. The closing speed he flashed, absolutely insane. Absolutely insane. For six three two thirty two too. Uh he's he's gonna be one to watch this season, man. This Georgia defence is loaded. I didn't expect it. I'm stupid. It's... And Tyndall looks like like something special. I'll say that. If JT Daniels can stay
0: healthy, because yeah. I know he's kind of up in the air this week, um, I, I and that offense can get healthy too. Because uh, actually, uh, Pickens fuck, Gilbert is, it was almost a great. Yeah. I almost had a great transition, but I didn't say my guy who played the box score yet, <laughs> so I can't. Um, but uh, yeah, the the Georgia team looks like this has to be the year Kirby Smart, like Kirby Smart has to win the 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 SEC East this year, um. My out played the box score was a guy who had a great box score. Uh, Jahan Dotson could have had so many mm-hmm. more yards against Wisconsin. Yeah, he had 102 on five catches, but he was just open all the time. Sean Sean Clifford has zero touch uh, and was just could not get him the ball. But Dotson was open all game. He looked great. He's gonna be. He could have gone for shooting up the board, but yeah, he he is he's looking like that day two prospect. Yeah,
1: I thought about him for for making me look stupid because. I wasn't low on him, but I was lower than you for sure, and and I think I had a fifth, so I was low on him. Um, and he looks like a day three, day two guy. I agree with you. Uh, over overhyped, I'd say, I I got two here. I,
0: I, my transition is going to be to JT Daniels, who mm. I think it's he's going to be more of a game manager for Georgia than anything. Agreed. I know they were without a lot of they're without a lot of weapons right now uh, on offense, but. He played pretty... Like, Clemson's defense... Uh, Clemson lost, so we didn't really t- talk positively about them. But their defense looked really good. Yeah. Uh, and he looked really bad. He... Yeah. Agreed. No, that's a good one. I don't, like... Yeah. Um, my other overhyped is Zion Nelson. He just... Yeah. I, I My worries over the summer, it was kind of the same thing. Uh, and you were talking a little bit about that Alabama pass rush earlier. He just... He doesn't look NFL strong yet. He just... The, it looks like it might be another year until this happens, but obviously he's really physically gifted.
1: No, I like for, that. that's a good one to break up, bring up. I I almost forgot about him because it's like that you forget Miami was on the field in that game. <laughs> like to be, to be honest,
0: yeah, yeah, it was
1: a very forgettable game. And like, hey, you could put Bubba Bolden uh, shooting uh, sliding down the board because he can't stay on the field uh, because of the fucking tar- cause of targeting. Once that happened, you knew the game was over because he's the best player on the defense. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, I was not, was not sure if, if you're going to accept this one or not. I'm still not sure. But you haven't had him anywhere positive. So, I'm going to say Prospect was being overhyped. Uh, you didn't like him this summer, so maybe you're not. Zach Harrison. Uh, he looked good. Like, he had the sack. He had three tackles. He looked really good in the run. He looked better than I thought, to be honest, in the summer. I don't know if you, you agree with me. Um, but you go on Tinder and... Uh, Tinder, what the fuck? You go on Twitter. What are you doing on Tinder with Zach Harrison? <laughs> Everyone on Tinder just talking about Zach Harrison on Twitter and acting like this guy just it's, just had I, a top I think, 10 performance, and I thought that was ridiculous. Yeah, so
0: I, I, I'm I'm with you. I considered putting him here, because, but, I mean, that strip sack was game-changing. Yes. So I think in a snapshot, if you take certain plays, you'd be like, that looks like a first-round guy. Yeah. Because he did have some big plays against the run. But in totality, I don't think his game was necessarily... Like it, he he played a good game, but I don't think he's any like, he's nowhere near that clear top ten pass.
1: And that's the way ball, people were still. talking. And I think, uh, and now that Minnesota offensive line's quite. good. They are, they are. I'm not, but I'm try, I'm not trying to take anything away from Zach Harrison's performance. He could have been made me look stupid because I was, I was lower on him. We both were, and um, he was better than I thought he'd be. But the Twitter stuff was just too much for me, and that's what overhyped is is about. Yeah, no that
0: that's, uh, that that's a good pick. Uh, we've also added new superlative. What? Because there's so many transfers in college football, and AJ AJ hates the transfers. <laughs> yes, uh, st- transfer transfer who popped onto the scene is, is what we'll call it. We're gonna lean towards transfers who are in their first year playing for the program because there's like rather than pick a who's someone you could pick rather than pick a uh uh I can't even, AJ help me. I can't think of anyone. I'm panicking. And rather than pick a JT Daniels Zach Charbonnet. Um yeah. Yeah. Well no he he fits the mold though. I'm saying guys who wouldn't fit the mold.
1: Oh yeah, right. Fuck. Okay, no no yeah. JT Daniels, good one.
0: But Zach Charbonnet does fit the mold because he's in first year with the program. So I picked him uh but you already mentioned him. I also picked Isaiah Bowser uh, the Northwestern transferred okay. to UCF, who I, I didn't even realize was at UCF now yes. until I started watching that game. And he looked fantastic against Boise State. So
1: I had him for out of nowhere. So you, you had one of my ones that I, I kicked till uh, later. And it's not like he's out of nowhere, but like you just said, I had no idea he was at UCF. And he looked like just a solid dude. That had He was kind of like the horse for the, for the Gus Malzahn offense. 32 carries, 170 yards a touchdown, and, and looked good in the passing game too. Um, he's gonna put up big numbers for UCF, and he looks like he's just gonna—he's got a chance to be a solid RB two in the NFL.
0: Yeah, no, he—he he, uh, big physical guy. Okay. Uh,
1: do you have anybody else first? Speaking of a big physical guy, uh, the the Kentucky quarterback, the best Kentucky quarterback in history, uh, oh, yeah. Will Levis, <laughs> who genuinely looks really good. I, I, had to, I had to give him some credit somewhere. I actually watched the game. I don't know why uh he was 18. yeah i didn't watch the game i i saw some stuff
0: uh and all i can say is he looks better than sean clifford he
1: does look better than Sh- but he's not as fast as sean clifford but no one is uh good point he was 18 and 26 point. 367 four touchdowns a pick uh but he looked the part man he's obviously the size he's got the size but he can spin it he's he can spin it big time he was making deep throws um multiple deep throws uh, so everyone wanted to kind of find this, who's going to make the leap quarterback. I'm not saying it's Levis, but because everyone's guessing, you know what I mean? There's like 35 of the guys listed, and he's not one of them. So maybe you can add him to the list.
0: Yeah, I like it.
1: Uh, small school guy who caught your eye. Give you two. I had to go back. I had to give R- Ralph Hawley credit. Uh, it looked like the best player on, on the Western Michigan Broncos. Three tackles, a sack. Uh, TFL uh, batted a couple passes down at the line of scrimmage, too. He looks like he uh, he belongs at a power five school, and he looks like he's going to belong in the NFL.
0: Hell yeah! Um, I didn't watch a lot of small schools this week. Um, I don't. I, I was going to put Isaiah Bowser here, and I was like, UCF yeah, is I know. logically it is not. It, it's it's also joined the Big Twelve. You can't so do anymore. I'm, I don't count it. Yeah. Yeah. So I went with Javon uh, Coastal Carolina, yeah. who I know they're playing the Citadel, but he he. He was just making sp- – and I liked him a lot over the summer. He he had this – him and Grayson McCall just work really well together. He had 133 yards at a touchdown. Uh, he was also returning punts. I thought he looked really just clean and smooth. I know it was against the Siddle, but I, I loved what can, I
1: saw. Can I give a real low-key one that I kind of want to mention? A real small school, if I may? Yeah, because – no, no. Please, Rob. Uh, you're going to like this. Fine. Uh, Rashid Saheed from Weber State – who Had that 100 yard kickoff return touchdown against the Utes who were like, Wait, yes. is this happening? Uh, no, it didn't happen, <laughs> but he is a pure kick return specialist. He's got legit speed, he looks like he runs a 4 4 flat. Um, he doesn't get a lot of offensive touches. Um, I think he had, I don't know, like a negative rush and one catch rate yards or something. Uh, I looked, I, I think, I think it's from Eric Adhome. At at home um 23 touchdowns on 133 career touches so real real deep guy but as a pure kick returner That's like i'm sure he crazy. won't get drafted but gets a look in camp maybe maybe finds himself on a roster i mean this is so far away but maybe he does no i like that pick a lot it's fun i i was really hoping i don't know why i, I don't i don't love the like i guess we don't like charlie brewer so I kind of want the, I kind of want the youths to lose but um didn't happen but shaheed looks fun
0: I like it, I like it. Okay, before we get out of here, uh, our, our picks for the week. Rob's my five, and AJ's one short of a
1: six-pack. Uh, I think we're going to have a lot of the this same games. So, I, hate, I hate this because there's just so much cooler named. I know, I know it is. Uh, I was going to think of something new this year, but I'm like, no, that's that's, that's good. Uh, okay, we'll start here. Noon, the big noon Saturday game on Fox. Uh, the Ducks coming to Columbus, taking on the Buckeyes. Spread is negative, negative, minus 14 and a half for the Bucs. Uh, I, think, I assume we both picked the game unless you abstain because it's your team. Uh, who you got?
0: I'm obviously taking the Buckeyes. I, I got them. That's my first pick. Uh, I, 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 I don't know. I don't think this Oregon team, especially it sounds like Kevon Zipdo is not going to yep. play. Like, I, I, it's UCLA's year, it looks like, to win the Pac-12. Uh, yep.
1: Yep. No, I agree with everything you just said. Um, Oregon did not look good against Fresno State, and they're missing Thibodeau for a lot of it. And he looked good before the the unfortunate shitty luck injury, but luckily it doesn't sound like it's it's all too all too serious, so that's good. Um, I think the only way they stood a chance in this game is if Thibodeau took the game over, um, and that would be you know hard, even given the Ohio State his line. But now with him most likely being out, I don't think he's going to play. Um, Oregon didn't look good against Fresno. They just didn't. No. This Coming across the country, no. noon start, that's already in the, against the Ducks' favor. Um, I think Ohio State covers. And as much as that hurts me because I love the Ducks and I hate Ohio State, I think they cover, and they cover kind of easy. Just built different in the Big Ten. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, my
0: second game is at 2 p.m. This is my weird one. ACC Network game. Rutgers at Syracuse. Oh, I like this one, too. Uh, the yeah. Scarlet- Scarlet Knights favored by two and a half at, at the queues. This is a game like this week of games. Isn't that great that I like might watch this just cause I enjoy Rutgers. Uh, and I'm taking Rutgers. I think Rutgers is going to run through them. Rutgers are great against Temple.
1: Yeah. I, I didn't pick this game, but I saw that Rutgers minus two. I'm like, I like that line. I told you, I totally, I totally yeah. feel, I feel like that's like ignoring, like, you know, if you're going to a smaller game, I think that's a really good bet to make. Um, this game isn't bigger but it's on ABC uh, Florida at USF. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the Gators are minus 28 and a half. And I think they cover uh, USF. Uh, they still don't figure out their quarterback situation. They, they don't have a lot of talent. They are getting game better, but still the Florida Gators. I, I know they're traveling to Tampa, but it's going to be a, a Gators home game at Raymond James. Um, yeah, I think the kid and Jones didn't look good. We, we didn't mention him, but he, he didn't look great. But uh. They got the backup, Richardson, I think, running all over the place. Uh, I think they they the cover with with kind of ease, even on the road. Um, 430, I'm
0: assuming you're also taking this game. ABC, Iowa, uh, number 10 Iowa, n- number 9 Iowa State. Uh, Cyclones, four and a half point favorites in Ames. Didn't look great against Northern Iowa, while Iowa ran over media darling Indiana. Uh, I'm taking Iowa plus four and a half. Um, this team looks like it's going to play awesome defense and run the football well behind a, a, a mean offensive line. Um, I don't know. Maybe this isn't the year for Iowa State. Yeah. Maybe the magic ain't there. Kirk Ferentz got the,
1: those uh, those Hawkeyes rolling for the uh, the Cy Hawk Cup. So if this game was last week and the line was the same, which it wouldn't be, obviously, I think we probably would have both taken Iowa State, right? Yeah, Yep. Yeah. And instead, we're both taking Iowa, and it's obviously because which seems like a mistake. Maybe it's a mistake, but I, I don't I'm know. Okay. I'm just gonna go based off week one performance, where Iowa State struggled against Northern Iowa, and they're it's a good FCS team, but it's still an FCS team, and they po- they scored 16 points on them. Uh, and I a top 10 team shouldn't should, a top 10 team should not struggle against no, an FCS team. No, no, and like you know, if you have one weak, weakness, say your defense shit, and you you give up 35 points, but you win. 50 to 30, like, you know, like like the Oklahoma game, but Tulane's obviously really good. Um, whereas Iowa, I didn't expect them to beat Indiana, and they went in there and, they're in, or they, they hosted them and beat them down. So, yeah, I, I like I like the Hawkeyes. Yeah. Again, this could totally flip and kick us in the ass, but uh, just based off week one, I feel like this is a really good bet.
0: I'm with you uh, uh, all day. Um, my next game, 7 p.m., ESPN, number 15, Texas at Arkansas. Uh, Longhorns, 65 Point favorites in Fayetteville. I'm taking the Razorbacks. I know they had to come back last week, but I believe in Sam Pittman. I think KJ Jefferson's a really fun quarterback. Uh, I'm all. I I just Arkansas is one of those teams where I just enjoy when they're when they're a decent program. I've always enjoyed them. I've always enjoyed Kentucky. Those are kind of the SEC teams I enjoy. Uh, and, and I uh, this this is
1: I'm, I'm picking with my heart, not my brain. Okay, I agree. I like that. I am picking with my brain. I'm picking Texas. I, <laughs> they're meeting. I, I wish they played on the border in Texas or Canada at some high school stadium. I think that'd be perfect. Just a weird matchup. Um, I didn't even know this game was happening until I saw it. I'm gonna take the Longhorns. Um, they didn't beat ULL down, but ULL is a very, very good football program. Um, a card looked good enough. Bijan Robinson looks like a stud. Obviously, Archie struggled with Rice. I know they they pulled it off, but they struggled with Rice. Um, I'm, I'm, I think, again, I don't think they're going to blow him out, but I think Texas covers.
0: Okay, fine. I I don't respect you anymore. The game uh, of the week, Rob. Yeah. Is this, this is your last game too, right? Yeah. yeah. Prime time. 8 p.m. Game. ABC, Washington coming off an, a loss to an FCS team, no longer ranked at also unranked Michigan Wolverine seven point favorites in Ann Arbor. I mean, based just purely on what each team did last week, you have to take Michigan. And how how mad do you think the college football people at ABC and ESPN are that Washington lost to Montana?
1: Yeah, it really fucks it up because this game does not look like it should be a primetime game uh, at all, especially on a week-week. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think they're pissed. I'm. I'm taking again. I, I would avoid picking against Michigan because they're my favorite team. But we picking for Michigan. But I am going to because Washington looks so. Ha- I not I, I. didn't really watch the game at all. But losing to Montana, uh, not being able to throw the ball at all. There's a couple, you know, uh, defensive pieces. But uh, Michigan looked good against Western Michigan, and Western Michigan is better than Montana. That's that's for sure. So give me the Wolverines to cover uh, the Big House at night. Love it. Heck yeah. Any any, uh, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Uh, go Vols. Yeah, go Vols. Go Vols. The Vols are back. Join a conference. Not the Vols, but the independents.